0: What's going on? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It is heard live every day from noon to three on WBT radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content like invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with all of the links, become a patron, go to the Pete Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Get every episode for free, right to your smartphone or tablet. And again, thank you so much for your support. If you were listening in the last hour, I had a call from a fella named uh, Mike who uh, described uh, an interaction he had had with the county commissioner. Uh, There's a couple of different angles here uh, that he's uh, upset about, and apparently he wants me to do all of this investigation live on the air. So if I'm not speaking, it's going to be because I'm reading some stuff online. Ah, okay. No, I'm not going to be doing all of this research, Mike, on the air. I can tell you, though, a couple things. Number one, I was correct. North Carolina does not have a recall ability. Um, you're not, there's no recall provisions in our state statute. You, you can't do it. There are some municipalities that allow for it, but not at a state level or a county level. Um, the document that you sent to me. That somebody gave to you, I guess, or maybe you found it yourself or something that you think claims or, or proves that there is recall ability. You sent me a document from Georgia. That So in Georgia, they can do recalls. Not in North Carolina. The The OCGA statute listings at the bottom of the page in the footnotes and stuff, if you look at the bottom of the footnotes there, OCGA, that's, that, that's Georgia. GA is the Georgia. Um, so that takes care of the, um, the recall question. So you cannot recall these County commissioners, not in North Carolina. Um, as for the, uh, the property tax and, uh, evaluate or the revals and all that stuff that has been going on. Um, a couple of different people have written in about this, uh, appraisals have gone up, but aren't revenue neutral. I'm paying more than double what I did in 2020. Right. Well, not every well, yeah, this is what I said earlier. Okay, so to go through it again. You have a hundred thousand dollar valued house. I'm just doing this for math purposes. Okay. And let's say the property tax that you pay is a thousand dollars on a one hundred thousand dollar house. The county comes along and does its revaluation. Now they say your house is worth two hundred thousand dollars. Well, the old tax rate on a hundred thousand dollar house, if you're paying $1,000, that's what? 10%? No, or 1%. Is that a 1%? One, yeah. So if it, if you were to pay that same rate on a $200,000 house, you would have to pay two grand, right? So then what oftentimes happens is the county commissioners or city councils, they will then do a what they call a revenue-neutral budget, and that's only on their side, right? Revenue-neutral means... They're taking in the same amount of money as they did before. That does not mean that the homeowner is going to see the same $1,000 uh, tax liability, right? Because their, their tax bill on a 1% tax rate goes from $1,000 up to $2,000. So the county says, we'll do a re-, you know revenue neutral budget. Okay, so revenue neutral means they cut the tax rate. Theoretically, they cut it in half. And if they do that, then that means your house that was 100k now worth 200k, but now it's 0.5%, so now you're paying $1000. So theoretically, a revenue neutral budget would translate into you paying the same dollar amount. But as I said, and I thought I was pretty clear about this also, as I said, there are houses that will go up by more than 100%, they'll go up by, you know, maybe there it was $100,000, now it's valued at $300,000. So even if they cut the rate, you're still paying more in real dollars. Because it's a revenue neutral. It's not a rate neutral. It's not an expense neutral to you. Because everybody's different. Everybody's properties are different, right? So there's no way that they're going to be able to, to tweak everybody or to go in and manage every single person's reval to say you're paying the exact same amount. So no, and I never said that. The point is a revenue neutral... Budget for the county commissioners when they do the revals. Theoretically, the idea is to minimize those those increases because they could like not do a revenue neutral budget, right? They could do that. They could just say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to reevaluate everybody's property, and now you have a two thousand dollar bill. So screw you." But the yeah, but people would be very very mad about that. But they would make a lot more money, right? They'd bring in a lot not make it, but they would bring in a lot more money. Um. And so, yes, what has happened is if you have a house that is gaining value, you're paying more. Absolutely, you're paying more. Because not only are they doing the revals like every four years, but they're doing tax increases to pay for bonds that they put to voters who approve them to build all sorts of shiny new objects all around town. Build all those parks, build all those schools, all the greenways, all the light rail, all the the arenas. All the public art projects, right? All of that stuff paid for with bonds. So when you vote on bonds, affordable housing, right? When you vote on bonds, your taxes go up to pay for them. Because if they had the money now, they'd just pay for it right now. But they're borrowing money, which is going to cost more in the long run, right? Okay, so, uh, all right, back to the email. Uh, Yes, there's increased demand, but also a flood of liquidity and lax rules regarding lending that has artificially inflated home values. The housing market already busted in 2008 and almost took down the whole economy. Remember TARP? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they can print the money needed to get out of this one. Um, This is a, hang on, a message here from, uh, it was a very lengthy message. Tammy, the commissioners have not pledged to go revenue neutral. They have not set the rate as of yet. Well, yeah, because, I mean, unless I'm mistaken, I, I look, I have not followed the Cabarrus County Commission budget process. I fully acknowledge this. But this is just the beginning of the budget process, right? The budgets usually get adopted in a couple months from now. They go through their workshops. They get public input, all that stuff, right? So, yeah, they haven't done the budget yet. Uh, but Tammy says they have not set the rate yet. Matter of fact, Chairman Steve Morris, who is up for re-election, has said he would not commit to revenue neutral. He said that it would be irresponsible to commit to revenue neutral. Last reval four years ago, they kept the rate the same, so we had drastically increased tax bills. There was a packed commissioner room uh, with the overflow room full as well, with a majority of public comments about the reval. Then the commissioners proceeded with business and voted for an incentive for a company to build a building that is no committed buyers or renters and no jobs generated oh good lord well that sounds like a stupid idea oh build it and they will come like i understand why they do this they want the they think that they're creating jobs by building these buildings and and but no no just guys oh my goodness so now i'm gonna have to start paying attention to cabarrus county commissioners and watching whatever shenanigans you guys are pulling up there what is this Cabarrus County commissioners have given many incentive packages that they claim helps the tax base but continue to tax the average citizen beyond most citizens capability to pay uh, they do not want to acknowledge the expenses these businesses generate though incre- through increased population therefore the need for more schools, not to mention infrastructure issues with roads, water, sewer, electricity, and the costs associated with that. So Cabarrus County citizens are very upset. This gets to, look, I've been covering growth issues in this area since 98, right? I covered them in Rock Hill, York County, Charlotte, um, not so much in Asheville. There were some, but Asheville's done a pretty good job of, uh, of not growing. They've done this through a number of different mechanisms, um, you know, banning uh, tall buildings, uh, banning uh, any kind of sprawl so you can't grow up and you can't grow out, um, lacks enforcement of all sorts of laws to create, you know, dirty and, and crime infested uh, uh, environments uh, throughout uh, a lot of the areas. And that has done a remarkable job in keeping people away from... <laughs> No, actually, there's a lot of people that are moving, but they're also limited in where they can build up there, too, because, you know, mountains, it's difficult to build. And there's a lot of national park and state parks that there's just not a lot of buildable land up there. So that also, by the way, drives up the price of the existing land. Anyway, I've been covering the growth issues for almost 30 years now. And everybody is what they always say is, uh, you know, growth doesn't pay for itself. And I've always asked in response, well, then why would you bother growing? If it doesn't pay for itself, why do you want to grow? And then usually the answer is something like, well, if you're not growing, then you're dying. And, you know, there are all sorts of costs associated with that. Oh, okay. So either way, you're always going to be gouging people for more money. That makes sense. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. camping and hiking supplies even because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Um a vote giver writes into Pete at com. Sorry to pile on with conjecture in Cabarrus County. Oh, why not? We're already down this rabbit hole. Come now, vote giver. Um, From a source on the Concord City Council, because of the $22 million payout to Ronnie Long for a wrongful conviction, a large property tax increase may be coming. Oh. Rich is very upset with me. How dare you? Actually, I should wait. I thought I have... I thought I had the, uh... Oh, yeah, here we go. How dare you? Right, Greta Thunberg. The fraud you committed, Pete. You can't just make up valuations of your real estate. How can the county make up valuations against the bonds? Bonds are loans, right? Total fraud, as we just learned from New York. Fraud case worth a couple billion... I like it, Rich. I like it. Yeah, I was just making up some values and uh, regarding real estate. And I guess according to the New York uh, courts, I now owe a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. And did you hear? Hang on a second. I've got the uh, I have the story on that in the stack of stuff here. Uh, Because. um, Oh, Is it here? Yeah, here it is. It was on the top. Um, New York Attorney General Letitia James is salivating at the prospect of swiping Trump's uh, real estate holdings. Because on Friday, the judge made public his, you know, predefined conclusion that Trump had inflated his uh, his net worth in order to get favorable loan terms. And the judge fined him $355 million plus another, like, $100 million in pre-judgment interest for making the banks money and for making himself money because Trump's a monster, obviously orange man, bad making all this money for everybody. Um, so the ends uh, or the New York attorney general uh, then ran out and uh, told ABC news that uh, she's going to go and seek a judgment of enforcement to try to take his assets. She wants his, she wants his buildings. Well, I mean, you got to house the immigrants someplace. Okay, speaking of which, um, I have read through the email now that uh, caller Mike uh, had sent over to the county commissioners that had prompted one of the commissioners to respond that he needs to take anger management classes. So I've read it. All right, hey, maybe you have heard by now DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to North Carolina. It's coming soon. On March 11th, to be exact, DraftKings is one of America's top-rated sports books with same-game parlays, money lines, and props. The best features like odds boost and live betting and social betting groups where you can share your bets with your friends in real time. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And it all starts on March 11th. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and then place your bets on your favorite sports once it goes live. And again, it goes live on March 11th. And now here's the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 877-718-5543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. And see terms at draftkings.com sportsbook NC. Alrighty, so let's get to it. This is the email. I make no representations as to whether or not any of this is accurate. I'm just reading the email that Mike called twice to tell me about. Emailed at least four times now that I am aware of. uh, Me receiving three of them. Although one of them is blank. But then there was the other one that I didn't get. So I don't know where that one went. So maybe it's five emails. I'm not sure. But it's about Cabarrus County. And there was a public meeting about uh, the budget and they're calling for, you know, they got a reval going on up in Cabarrus County, as I understand it. And a couple of the County commissioners have not committed to do a revenue neutral budget. They don't know what the number is. I think at this point, I don't know, but, um, here is what Mike wrote to County commissioner, Lynn Shu, who is a, it's a man. Um, Quote, this is from Mike to the commissioner. Quote, as you think it's okay to have open borders, fly illegals all over the country, and now you want to buy them new schools. Exclamation point. Now I have to learn about the recall process, get people willing to fight illegal immigration, fair property valuations, and bring policies the tax, or sorry, and bring policies the tax paying citizens need. I think maybe it's supposed to be policies. Then you give tax breaks to business while you hide the number of illegals in this county. How many are here now? What is the current cost to this community? I am disgusted with this commission. You have, you have better completely, okay, so maybe I think he said you had better completely redo valuations, send to every property you inflated, just how many illegals are here now? guess i will call the election board today and waste my time trying to get a county to live in um and then he signs it okay so you don't need you don't need to call the election board to to move to a different county so i'm not sure what that's about um so here is the response from the county commissioner It seems to me you are an angry person. Angry is capitalized. Um, It seems to me that you are an angry person and may need some anger management classes. I cannot recommend someone for you to see. You talk about immigration, illegals, schools, etc. You know very well. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The local county commissioners have nothing to do with those topics. That's your president that allows all this to occur. When President Trump was at the helm, he was building a wall to protect U.S. citizens from all the immigrants lined up at the border to get into our county. But your president stopped the wall construction on day one of his term. So bottom line is this. We did not start the problem, but we are forced to deal with it, like it or not. I will say that is true. Right? The, the local jurisdictions are at the mercy of the feds on this. There's only so much they can do. Um, he goes on to say, what do we do? Turn the children away and say, you can't come to our school. I actually don't, I believe you're not actually allowed to do that legally. Um, or worse, allow homeless camps to be set up all around the county in our backyard. You need to get a grip on the life God has given us and be thankful for what we have versus barking and growling at people like me that is trying to make a difference in people's lives everyone wants to put the blame on steve Morse. by the way uh, there are random words that are capitalized in this email and i'm just i'm not noting them because it would become distracting and tedious but like for example the word blame was capitalized there for no reason so just random words are just capitalized i, I don't and i do not understand this why this is done um that like I have no explanation. zero explanation for why people capitalize random words in the middle of sentences. But um, anyway, back to the response here from County Commissioner Shu. Uh, everyone wants to put the blame on Steve Morris as our chairman. Let me tell you something else. Oh, let me tell you something else. Commissioners had absolutely nothing to do with the revaluation process. It is NC state mandated that we conduct a revaluation of properties. However, we do have to vote on the tax rate. A vote for anyone other than Steve Morris would not be good for local government. Um, As for the property tax valuations, I can promise you that starting tomorrow, we will be discussing the new tax rate and my goal. That's probably meant to say my goal, not my goal, M-U. And my goal is to get as close to revenue as we can. So revenue neutral, I think, is what he meant to say there. Um, the the goal is to get as close to revenue neutral as we can and still pay the bills. I can't say for sure because the revenue neutral rate has not been established. Anyway, I would urge you to settle down and give your local government and county commissioners time to get it worked out. You are welcome to attend our discussions 4 p.m. tomorrow at the new EMS building. Uh, come out and listen to the discussions. Sincerely, Lynn Xu you guys don't even know what the tax rate is yet. Okay. I got, I got to say, yeah, you should go out and watch the meetings then. Like this is the beginning of the process. I'm not saying don't say anything. I'm saying go out and watch the process. So, you know, all of the stuff as it's occurring and you've made your, your opinion known here. Um, I don't see a response. So that was it. Um, now, okay, so so remember the original call from Mike, he started off by being outraged that this county commissioner told him that he needed anger management classes. Look, I I don't think that's the appropriate way to respond to a constituent. I really don't. Like you did not have to say that. As a county commissioner, you did not have to say that. That being said, I'm glad he did because I got to read it on the on the show today. And it made for, you know, some some quality local content. And really that's what it's about. So anyway. New York Attorney General Letitia James is a bully. On Friday, Judge Arthur Ngoron, that's how I pronounce his name, made public his predefined conclusion that Trump had inflated his net worth to get favorable loan terms. Ngoron fined Trump $355 million plus another almost $100 million in prejudgment interest for making the banks and himself money, according to ABC. This from Jack Gist at Western Journal. It did not take Letitia James Long to seek out the spotlight to gloat by threatening to do even more harm to Trump. She said she's prepared to seize Trump's assets if he is unable to come up with the cash to cover the fine. Quote, if he does not have funds to pay off the judgment, then we will seek judgment enforcement mechanisms in court and we will ask the judge... To seize his assets. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I may have added that last part, but you get the tone, right? Quote, we are prepared to make sure that the judgment is paid to New Yorkers. And yes, I look at 40 Wall Street each and every day. (gasps) She, She has her eyes on his property. Checking out his assets. Financial frauds are not victimless crimes, she said. He engaged in this massive amount of fraud. It wasn't just a simple mistake, a slight oversight. The variations are wildly exaggerated, and the extent of the fraud was staggering. If average New Yorkers went into a bank and submitted false documents, the government would throw the book at them, and the same should be true for former presidents. Now remember, bankers, as far as I know, most of them are not stupid people, and they usually don't give money to just anybody who claims to have a whole bunch of assets usually the bankers check it out, you know, especially when the numbers are in the hundreds of millions of dollars. For example, in this case, Deutsche Bank loaned Trump's company hundreds of millions of dollars, and an executive of that bank testified on Trump's behalf at the trial saying that the bank follows guidelines that include checking out information that borrowers provide. In other words, the financial experts don't need GovCo officials telling them who they can and cannot lend to. The Attorney General's job is to protect people who can't protect themselves, said Syracuse University Law Professor Gregory Germain. Here, we're dealing with very sophisticated lenders who are fully capable of protecting themselves and have not asked the Attorney General for any help on this. Hmm. Have you heard of a term called proscription? Proscription. Not the amateur scriptions. Proscription. This was uh, done in ancient Rome. It, uh, yeah, it was the publishing the, of the auction of the debtor's property. The names of citizens subject, uh, subjected to proscriptions were placed on stone tablets in public places. It was not possible, if you were one of the offending outlaws uh, uh, and you were now proscribed, it, You were. it was not possible to inherit property from a proscribed person. The outlaw's wife did not have the opportunity to get married again. Most of the victims of the proscription were decapitated. The, the state would decapitate you. It'd kill you. And your head would be displayed on a pike at the forum. Children and descendants of the proscribed were forever deprived of the right to seek public office and sit in the Senate. Prescription was used for the first time on a large scale in the times of the Sulla dictatorship around 82 B.C. Persecution was revenge by Sulla for the massacre that occurred during the previous reign of Gaius Marius and his son. The persecution affected about 3,000 opponents of the political dictator there's no reason i bring that story no reason whatsoever all right that'll do it for this episode thank you so much for listening i could not do the show without your support and the support of the businesses that I advertise on the podcast so if you'd like please support them too and tell them you heard it here you can also become a patron at my patreon page or go to the again thank you so much for listening and uh, don't break anything while i'm gone